see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and LaToya. It's another fantastic Thursday or terrific Thursday or terrible Thursday, depending on how you're looking at it. But we are again back for our show. We are <laughs> now in episode eight of our eighth season. So, um, yes, yeah, so how I, many episodes are in this season? Twelve. Well, it's typically what's in a season. And I mean, it was just some arbitrary number I picked back in the day. And well, I didn't know if we were going to like a Netflix model, you know, sometimes or like, you mean a, like a more uh, European model. Yeah. Um, like, well, yeah, since their, their series are, are much shorter than, than ours. We've already gone to kind of the Netflix model, you know, where yeah. we'll have like three years in between seasons. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Next season, we'll go ahead and record it. We'll release it 2025. There you go. <laughs> so, so what's been going on with you since our last show? Um, well, all kinds of stuff. Uh, most of which is not show appropriate. But Okay. All right. I do want to mention that we have fan mail. You mean you received fan mail. <laughs> but it's for us. So okay. back in the day, right, one of our most dedicated listeners – was uh, a guy named Allie Fox. Yes. <laughs> right? So um, I have not talked or heard from Allie in a long time, right? In fact, I think I sent him a Facebook friend request like four years ago. And uh, so earlier this week, he accepted my friend request, right? Oh, wow. And, yeah. So um, I didn't like reach out to him or anything, but he sent me a message today at 6.06 p.m. And it says, hey, Barry. I'm glad to hear that you guys are back in the stacks. I've been enjoying the new episodes and look forward to new episodes every week. Keep it up. Fantastic. That makes me feel better. Well, good. Cause you're, you're sounding kind of, kind of tukey. I know. I just like it. For one, I didn't get much sleep last night because I stayed up later than I planned to watching <laughs> the show that you suggested. Right. Which I, we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, so I, there's that. And then there's just some other personal noise going on or that was going on up until the time that we started to record and no, it doesn't involve my husband. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. What, yeah. Anything you want to share with the show? Well, I mean, listen? I suppose it can be tied to what, um, I planned on talking about maybe even last week, but just didn't. You oh, know, God. Are you the, going into that depressing thing? Yes, the depressing thing. Okay. The whole whether it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. So, conventional right, now, wisdom. Before, before we get into that. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we go down that decline, you want to do something else? Okay. Well, it's, just, it's just, you know, look, someone came up with this, like, program guide, right? Yes. <laughs> that's me 
And, and, you know, I've been pretty much using it more than you. Right? Whatever. And anyway, it says very, very, very. Latoya, Latoya, Latoya. That's right? only meant to keep it neat. We can freeform I, inside of it. Okay. I've been following the script. Whatever. Right? So I've already hit my number one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is my number two. Um, and it affects the show. Okay. Okay. Um, why, so, why is that? All right. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how many people out there know, cause I don't think I've mentioned it, but in addition to teaching, right, I've been grading, um, Georgia tap, uh, work, which is like mm -hmm. the alternative certification program for people to become teachers. Um, and so I've been grading work through Oconee Risa. And, uh, so today they sent me an email and asked if I would like to teach a class. Um, that would begin next Thursday. <laughs> and, uh, so, okay. yeah. And, um, but you know, they sent me the PowerPoint and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, it would be from four thirty to six thirty, right? Okay. One Thursday a month starting next week. So right. it's in Tennel, which for those folks who don't know what Tennel is, it's a, it's a little bitty town that you have to deliberately go to. Yes, and it has a, a train track that runs through downtown. And if you get stuck by the train track, by the train, um, you'll be there for a few hours. Okay. Because I was stuck there one time, and I kept, like, trying to move to go further down roads. But, no, this thing goes all the way through, down, through the whole town. <laughs> anyway, so um, Tennel is, you know, a good distance away from where I live, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I do not think I will be back by. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to do a different day next week. No, it's Thursday. The theme song, the theme um, song for our show says Thursdays. Yeah, it's just it's Thursdays I, I, for I, mayhem, Thursdays for fun. Right, but it may be a shorter show then. Because if you record later, it's going to butt up against your bedtime, your ten o'clock bedtime. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm letting you know in advance, right? But it'll be one Thursday a month um, for four months. And then um, they may have me teach more things after that. But I'm okay. not, I'm not, not going to be teaching high school. I'll just be doing this as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume that this is more income, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get paid anything for this show. I, I, and the company is not always that great. So. <laughs> but you know what, Latoya? What? I've been wondering, do you think it's better to have loved and lost <laughs> or to have never loved at all? So I think conventional wisdom will say that it's better to have loved. Didn't you like and, that segue? Huh? Didn't you like that segue? Yes, I do. I do love that. I appreciate yeah. that. So we can stop talking about you. Um, <laughs> so uh, for the longest time, I felt like I agreed with conventional wisdom. And I have found that I no longer do. I guess kind of like the whole I once believed in God and now I don't. Um, the more educated I've become... <laughs> The, the more I, I think about, you know, the statement and maybe it's because I'm coming up from a point of being very jaded 
but I think that for me, it would have ultimately been better that I've, I never loved it all because I would never have had anything to compare it to. It would always be just this fantasy or this picture in my head that never, you know, well, the fact is it's never what you put it, make it out to be in your head anyway, what you anticipate it to be. It's never what it really amounts to. And I think that I could have just done without all the heartache along the way. You know, there I was good stuff too, right? Yeah, but it doesn't make up for all the shitty stuff. So, so, um, yeah, no, I, I think that, so when I was younger, I thought I was never going to get married. And I was, you know, I was okay with that because I liked school and I was just going to concentrate on my career. And then, you know, stupid stuff happened along the way and now I've been married twice and I you know no disrespect to my my husband or anything like that but I honestly feel like I could have probably just done without going through this again so no disrespect um, no disrespect I think I could have done without this whole thing. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it, you you know, we all know mar uh, marriages and relationships are difficult. Uh, <laughs> they just are by nature because life happens. And I've been, um, let's see, how, how personal do I want to get? I've been in love with someone who's not my husband for many years. And that person comes in and no, out of my life. I appreciate it. And, you know, I know that we've had our, our, our years apart. You, no, no, you, no. You'll always, you'll always be important to me. Latoya. No, not <laughs> you. <laughs> so I've allowed this person to come in and out of my life, despite knowing that we ultimately want different things from one another. I've, you know, allowed the, the emotions of it and just the rationality of it to consume me. And I just, it hurts more so because the way I feel about this person, and again, my husband actually knows about this. It's not like this big, big secret or anything like that. But I, I just wish that I didn't know what that feeling was like to basically feel like you love someone so entirely and them not feel the same way. And I know that's the gamble we all take in life. Uh, but yeah, it kind of really sucks. So before we started recording the show, there was some wrap up in that because every time I think that, oh, I can quit him, <laughs> I, I can't. And this time it was my fault because I saw that he was like cyber stalking me. Like he had downloaded a couple of the episodes and I could tell that he had read my blog, even though I don't post to my blog very often. So I reached out to him and was like, dude, you don't have to keep tap, tabs on me. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know why you would. So, um, yeah, I just, I thought that I was going to be okay with just saying that, having a brief conversation yesterday, well, just chatting online and then being done with it. And he has this effect on me i mean it's it's i think it's like a drug and i should know because i mean i take plenty of of uh, prescriptions so it's very much like a drug and so i think that given the fact that i it's never it was never um it was like love not realized or actualized and and i think that for me 
because I know me, I mean, hell, I'm almost 40. I think that for me, I would have preferred to have never have loved um, because I take it so personally and I am just really bad in, in the relationship department. You know the types of people since you've known me for well over a decade, the types of individuals that I somehow get attached to. And they're always in some manner, form or fashion, unavailable, um, uninterested, <laughs> um, assholes, sure. So, so yeah, that is my take on it. Again, coming from being the jilted lover, I guess. But what's your take on it? Um, I mean, I think it's still better to have loved and lost. Um, you know, because no matter how bad it ended, there were probably, in, in most cases, right? I mean, sometimes you just have those, you know, psyche relationships, but um, <laughs> generally, I'm relationships, it's just me. They're relationships in my head. <laughs> but I mean, generally, there's something, you know, that was good there. Yeah. And I don't dispute that there's some great stuff there. I attribute that particular person with giving me what I've always called my perfect weekend. There wasn't anything overtly special about it, but it was perfect for me. And yeah. so I've often found it difficult to separate that image from ultimately who that person is. You know, I've allowed myself to kind of be in love with that version of that person. Right. I mean, I've had, you know, obviously relationships that did not ultimately work out the way you know, I thought they would, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I was married for 23 years and, you know, it's sometimes painful now to not be married, but, you know, I wouldn't go back and say, oh, I wish I had never done that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of great times, mm -hmm. even, even as, as bad as some of the bad times were, um, I still think, you know, it was worthwhile. Um, and, you know, I got a wonderful son out of it. Um, so, no, I mean, I, I think it's better to have loved and lost. Uh, it's better to know. I mean, it, it, even if, if you're saying, you know, oh, it would have been better if it had just stayed in my fantasy. Mm -hmm. right? I think it's better to know reality. Yeah, but see, reality is so cruel. <laughs> So, so I'm like, I think that, you know, I'm very much the type of person who loves the, the, the movie ending and those types of things, the fairy tale. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure that for some people, they, they're able to attain it. And then for the rest of us, it's like, oh, I really could have done without this. So, again, I'm in my mood. So, <laughs> but I can understand that. I mean, again, most people say that they'd rather have loved and lost. But I know for me, looking back on my almost 40 years now, that um, I probably could have just not loved at all and yep. would have turned out differently. Because, I mean, I would have devoted myself more to work and my career and that kind of stuff, being more financially secure than how life has ultimately turned out to be. Look at your life as a novel. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And even as painful as some of those things were, those are the things that made your story spicy. Those are the things that made your story interesting. <laughs> Anybody who would read a book about somebody who just focused on their career or their school 
it'd be boring as hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's just it. I mean, I'm not there for someone else's amusement or entertainment. So whether or not my my story is boring or not, it would be my story. And I think that ultimately I would have felt better about that story. I think I think when you're on your deathbed and you look back at your story and realize that's the only story you had, you would have you would have regretted not taking that leap not well, I, mean, I did take all those leaps so i'm regretting the fact that i took all those <laughs> those leaps but, but even even the fact that they didn't work out it was still more exciting than not having taken the leap at all oh you're so forever the optimist <laughs> well i mean it's just true i mean we only have yes. the story, it depends on how it. you look at it so i mean you're looking at it from a half full kind of thing and i'm looking at it as the thing is practically empty so so yeah so but anyway so that's why I, so i think it's appropriate that this kind of ended up on this this show because yeah it's it's really difficult when you you give yourself so much to an individual whether or not they deserve it and that at every turn that it's just like yeah no you're just only setting yourself up for disappointment so it's life it sucks well there's only there's only one place to go after this kind of conversation which is down it's angry birds too um so (laughs) you actually went to go see that thing i went last week to see hobbs and shaw okay (laughs) so i saw angry birds too Mm -hmm. and you know i have to say um there was one scene in the movie that was so damn funny mm-hmm. <laughs> that both julian and i uh, sorry t'challa t'challa and i were literally in tears the re- <laughs> the rest of the movie not that great <laughs> there was one one scene that took place at a urinal mm-hmm. that was so damned funny um <laughs> He immediately went home and had to like find this scene on YouTube so he could show it to his mom. And a couple of students the next day when I went back to school, they were like, you know, oh yeah, they saw it too. And we we started talking about that scene. Mm-hmm. And so I actually found that scene. I showed it to one of my classes, <laughs> which I'm probably, I mean, it's, it's Angry Birds too, so it's not that racy, but it was a a a string of urinal jokes. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> I, it was so funny. So Even was now. it worth paying the admission price just for that part? Because, I mean, you basically said the rest of it was crap. So, I mean, I, and you're still I, laughing about it. So I'm guessing so. It was so funny. It, and, and, you know, I can't really explain it without making it totally not funny. But, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a series of rules that all men know when you're at the urinal. Right. right? not look eyes ahead yes you don't look around. all this stuff right and but through a series of hilarious misadventures um involving a bird suit and a bunch of pigs and um and a, and a like rolling eye uh all kinds of things go just awful awful okay so funny um the rest of the movie is okay that one scene was worth it I okay mean, so you're saying time, we were that- just dying <laughs> So you're saying that, well, your, your review of it is you can save the money and just find that one clip, that one segment of it, and, and that's, that's the best part of the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, it really is because even the people who saw it um, in my class who had not seen the rest of the movie, so I was wondering if they would think it was just funny, you know, with no context whatsoever. Yeah. But no, they were all still, you know, laughing like crazy. Um, well, I mean, I don't think there has to be a lot of context around a urinal joke, right? So. No, no, and it was just so funny. Even, it was so funny. Whenever, whenever any discussion of urinals ever comes up in class, and believe it or not, it does come up fairly often. Yeah, okay. It does, it does. And uh, there are always some girls who don't know what a urinal is. They're always oh, like, wow. what's a urinal? Okay. Right, and I'm like, you know, and I always have to explain it. Right. And of course, some other people are like, you know, what are you? Have you never seen a urinal? You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, we don't have urinals in our bathrooms. I'm like, but you'd think you'd have, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I would have seen it at some point because there's yeah. some places where if they have like one restroom, they'll have the toilet and the urinal in yeah, inside yeah. of the, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I always explain it. And then I always, and they're always like, these people who've never like conceived of such a thing, they're always like strangely like horrified you know, by the idea. And they're like, you know, so you're just like standing next to somebody else peeing. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know, and I said, actually, if you go to like big sporting events, sometimes you just uh, have a trough. Guys, there's just a trough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said, you're all just standing there. There's nothing in between you. You're just all standing there all peeing in this giant thing together. Yep. And, and they're always like, you know, just what? Right. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I mean, especially for a female where it's not like we have the option of standing or sitting like you guys do. We right. have to sit. So you're not going to sit in a room with toilets where there's no division. So, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, the, the reason it came up the other day was because someone had dropped a deuce in the urinal, which happens sometimes, right? You yeah, I, that I don't get, but okay. So yeah, some, some dude had pooped in one of the urinals, right? And um, so that's always ripe for discussion. Right. right. <laughs> ripe, the appropriate word, pun intended. So, Got it. I, I found it, right? Because th this is actually the second one I found during my teaching career. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if it happens more often than not or if I'm just the lucky one every time, right? But um, <laughs> so I called, you know, the front office. I said, yeah, we got a custodial issue, right? I said, somebody has defecated in one of the urinals <laughs> right at which point there was this like long silence on the phone right and the secretary at front she said uh she said defecated i said yeah i said they pooped in the urinal and she goes oh she goes well i'll get somebody down there i said okay so then i'm teaching right and there comes a knock at the door right okay so my students opens the door and it's a custodian right and they said, uh, they said, so Mr. Reese, where was this, um, where, where was this at uh, the urinal? And I said, <laughs> down the hall. I said, it's the very first one. You know, if you go into the, the boys' little alcove, very first one. I said, you can't miss. You know, and they're like, oh, okay. And uh, so they left. And then everybody's like, what's that about, Mr. Reese? Right. And so, of course, I tell everybody. Right. right. And um, so that, that was the, the, anyway. Anyway, Angry Birds 2, <laughs> worth it for that scene. Right. Worth it for the scene. Um, okay, I would not be paying money just for that one scene, but okay. You don't I still think you would have you. preferred Hobbs and Shaw. There were more oh. moments than just the one. I'm sure. Um, this Saturday, though, after I um, dropped T'Challa off, I am going to go see Ready or Not. Yeah, no, every time I see the trailer for that, I am further just set in my belief that no that's a hard pass even though what is it donnie from orphan black is in the movie i don't know his actual real name but um and that there are other interesting people in the movie that it 
you know, that I actually like, kind of like with it too, um, I'm still not going to see it. <laughs> see, um, we just read um, The Most Dangerous Game, my ninth graders did. Mm -hmm. And um, so I showed them the trailer today, right? And said, you know, do you recognize, because I've been telling them, so The Most Dangerous Game, the plot is ripped off so often that you don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I showed them the trailer to this and I said, do you see anything that looks like what we just read? And of course they, you're like, Oh yes, this, 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 this. Yeah. I said, it's, it's stolen all the time. You know? Wow. So yeah. So anyway, I was, I'm interested in seeing it. Um, so that's probably what I'm going to see. Okay. So you saw something earlier this week. Yes. I saw this week, good boys, which was hilarious. Yeah, what, so, was it I read, I read a review. One of my friends posted it and said that um, all the best parts were in the trailer. I don't think all of it. And I mean, you know, in most cases with movies, you'll find that there's things that they put in the trailer that's not actually in the movie. Uh, but I, I thought for what it, for what it was, I mean, you can't go in there thinking you're going to be seeing Shakespeare on, on the screen kind of thing. It's, it's a raunchy movie. Um, and that's what it is. Don't overthink it. Don't, don't make it into something it's not. And I was laughing through most of it. And on, on Tuesday, I needed just to laugh. And that was exactly what it did. So I thought it was worth seeing. I'm glad I went to go see it. Um, and yeah, maybe, yeah, much of it is in the, in the trailer. But the, the story as a whole was kind of funny. Um, certainly given that in some of the situations you think of it affecting teens and of course they make a point of saying that they're tweens and it certainly if you want to get kind of in depth with it it makes you think about the things that kids nowadays are exposed to at an earlier age than we were so uh, I thought it was funny I I enjoyed it immensely again it was a great movie to just laugh at and to not think about anything so i would say i would give it out of five stars we'll say maybe like a three three and a half yeah i was i mean i thought about going to see it but i think i'll just wait till it comes on some sort of streaming service okay well i mean it it again it is hilarious so there are um <laughs> There, there is a running little gag there uh, <laughs> pertaining to anal beads. And so, you know, you think, why would this happen for a tween? But it is pretty hilarious. And yeah, I think you actually would enjoy it on the big screen. But if you do see it when it, you know, comes on some streaming service, I think that you'll actually like it too. So yeah, I'm not saying go see it like with Hobbs and Shaw, but right. uh, I thought it was definitely worth it. So um this this coming week, tag? huh? Did you ever see Tag? No, I think I'd planned to see it at some point if it's the movie I'm thinking it is. Yeah, T'Challa and I actually watched it a few weeks ago. I think on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was actually really really funny. I usually don't like Jeremy Renner. He annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's in this movie, and and he plays an asshole. So it I mean it it works. <laughs> So, so you're, um, you're buying it completely. Yeah, but all the other characters, I mean, the whole movie is, is really good. Okay, so Tag. Yeah, I remember the trailers for it back then. Yeah. Where was it? Did you see it on Netflix or Amazon? or? Netflix. Netflix. I don't think it was on Amazon Prime or HBO. It might okay. Have been on 
I'll have to look that up. If it's one where I can just laugh, then that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is not a deep movie. Yeah. Okay. So I will do that. Next week, I was considering watching Blinded by the Light, which if it's still in the theater at that point, because our the theater that's our local theater tends to cater to a more African-American audience. And so some of the movies with predominantly white or other nationalities uh, actors in there will, huh? going to say there's a lot of brown people in this movie yeah there is but um those types of movies don't always stay very long yeah i've seen the the trailers for it it looks amusing yeah it looks amusing and i mean i i again i'm not expecting it to be this like oh my gosh it's amazing kind of thing but uh it, it is of interest now if it's not there next week when we go see a movie I will then, we will end up watching, Gwen and I will watch Angel Has Fallen. So, um, you know, so I have some choices. <laughs> I loved Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, yeah. But I've never actually seen all the way through the second one, London Has Fallen. Yes, yeah, I've, I've seen those two movies. Twice, and it got interrupted both times. And now I can't find it to stream for free. Oh. Rent it, and I'm not going to do that because I don't want to see it that bad. Um, so you need me to find it for free for you. Is I guess. what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I would London like to. London has fallen. It, that's the one you're looking for? You know, $3.99 to see it. No, uh, I can, I'm sure I can find it for free. <laughs> so, I mean, I was curious about seeing Angel has fallen, but like I said, I, I don't know if I want to see it if I haven't seen the second one. I don't, I don't know if it matters, you know. But. Probably not, but just for the sake of continuity, sure. You know, since you've seen the first one. And I mean, I'm sure it's not like you remember everything from the first. I don't remember anything specific in either the two movies i'm sure when i watch this next one it'll fall a bit more in place but but yeah so i have some choices for next week which is good because there have been a few weeks where it's like ah, there's nothing that we want to watch and uh, i know gwen would prefer to go to a different theater but because this one is our local theater and it's you know close and so i have you know have enough time to go get go see the movie after my last meeting with a client it just works and then the fact that i'm also a member of the amc uh a list that that is also part of the just <laughs> the deciding factor so it is a terrible theater um this week we had there were like seven people behind the counter and the theater was still nasty you know, the, it just, I, I don't know. It's, there are times where I feel like, are they deliberately trying to run this thing into the ground so they have to close it? Uh, but I don't know. So we, I, we have our like movie wardrobe. If I'm going to the movies, I know that I'm going to wear long sleeves because I don't want to be really touching, you know, having my skin touch the seats in any way or the, the armrests. And whatever pants I'm wearing when I go, I, put everything in the wash there you know see if I'm wearing jeans when I get home I just put the whole thing in the wash so yeah this week I think it was one of those things where it's like I had the jeans were just washed I wore them to go to the theater and then I was like I am not wearing these again until they're washed so and we don't like let our heads touch the (laughs) the back of the the chair and that kind of thing because there's been times Fortunately, I've not experienced it myself, but people have complained about like ants in the seats and stuff. 
like it's it's like ghetto i'm sorry i hate it that it's ghetto but uh, convenience yeah <laughs> huh. wow okay. so, so yeah so what else is going on um let's see um in the news i'm in the news um if you say so <laughs> i know you haven't probably been on facebook but uh it's like nope. all over the place okay uh, Every every pulp uh, related uh, Facebook group uh, is exploding with the news today. My my website, in fact, I keep getting these alerts that my stats are booming. Wow! Uh, yeah, so so what's the big news? Yeah, recent limited, uh, which is my little imprint at Pro Se Productions, and my whole universe worth of books and everything has been bought out by Pro Se Productions. So all of your intellectual property that was uniquely yours is no longer yours. That is true. It now belongs to them. Um, and uh, so I'm not going to read you the whole press release, but they say a lot of very nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, they, see, yeah, they mentioned here, um, in 2011, Pro State Productions did a fledgling new pulp publisher, licensed the property now known as the Peregrine, a well-known character in the new pulp movement, even at that time, from author Barry Reese. In eight years, now award-winning author Reese has not only continued to publish with Pro Se, a cutting-edge independent publisher of new pulp and genre fiction, but he has become prolific enough that Pro Se gave its first author imprint to his universe, calling it Reese Unlimited. And uh, then they announced the acquisition of all creations, publications, and rights to concepts created by Barry Reese. And they say a lot of very nice things. And um, I say so- some so how do you feel? Because, I mean, I know offline we, you know, you let me know of what was possibly happening. And I told you that I did not like that idea. Um, I mean, I understand why these types of things happen. But right. how are you? Are you still just in the afterglow of the announcement? Or has it really sunk in that your, your characters, your creations can be taken into different places that you maybe never imagined or wanted them? Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I trust the folks at Pro Se. I mean, mm-hmm. my main publisher for you know, about eight, nine years now. Um, and, you know, they've said that I can continue to write um, the Lazarus Gray books, which are like the ones that are nearest and dearest to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they want me to you know, maybe contribute here and there to other stuff. But they've got already all kinds of ideas. They were telling me about this potential new series they've got in mind. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. You know? Um, so I'm curious about reading some of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess the, the, I don't know. It doesn't really feel that different yet. You know, I'm sure right. when I start reading them publish things that, you know, maybe I was like, you know, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, it might be different, but uh, you know, yeah, right now, I mean, today, since the news just broke, um, you know, I'm getting all these comments and, you know, people sharing the news and, and all this kind of stuff. And so right now, I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, this is exciting, you know. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't feel that weird about it yet. Um, well, you know what I told you when you told me, or, you know, the news originally about you considering it. I'm like, God, it feels like you're like selling off a child or something, you know, because I mean, this was your baby, even before you really had, you know, your own kid kind of thing. So, well, and in my quote in there, I said, all creative people understand that their characters are like children. And there are very few people on this planet that I would trust with my kids. 
The folks at Pro Se have been like family to me, and I definitely feel safe knowing that the various heroes and villains of the recent limited universe will be safeguarded by the likes of Tommy Hancock. I'm looking forward to continuing my association with Lazarus Gray, and I'm eager to see what Pro Se has up their collective sleeves for the likes of Gravedigger and the Paragon. Okay. Isn't that a good quote for me? I was pretty happy with that. Was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're patting yourself on the back. I should be like a speech writer for like, you know, the White House or something. <laughs> I'm sure they could absolutely use your talent in that. They would sound far more intelligent. So, so well, I mean, congratulations. I know that is a, it's a big chapter for you and yeah. a big chapter for your characters. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm stoked you know, when, that when, you're happy about it. When they license them all for Netflix series, then I will feel probably kind of stupid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I'll be like one of those, I'll be like one of those bitter creators who like, you know, bust the, the red uh, carpet party and say, you know, uh, those are my characters. <laughs> You'll get like a little screen credit in there, you know, the yeah, whole yeah. Uh, created by or whatever. Well, it, that's funny. It kind of leads into one of the things I was going to mention uh, the headline, of course, being Sony Pictures disappointed by Disney's divorce on Spider-Man projects. Um, I assume that you're familiar with what has now happened or is happening, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, I blame Sony. but Because, um... I mean, essentially, from what I think I read in the article, I read it um, last week or something, that basically Spider-Man is leaving the MCU, which is kind of crazy considering that they built it all around him taking you know standing taking the place of tony stark in a sense and so how are they gonna do that if it's now divided so i think it was the original what the producer on um or marvel president who had been over it uh kevin, kevin yeah that he is no longer associated with it because of the divorce so yeah i mean so the basic thing was that, um, you know, the deal that Marvel and Sony had was that basically Sony got like a huge percentage of the profits. Right. And Marvel got, you know, only a little bit. And Marvel really did all the work. So they wanted to renegotiate and they wanted it to be a 50-50 split. Right, right. Because it was saying that, yeah, that they wanted it to continue to be 50-50, and Sony is believed to have proposed keeping their arrangement under the current terms, which stipulate that Marvel yeah. receives 5% <laughs> of the first dollar, dollar just, gross on all merchandising revenue. Yeah. That's just crazy. I it's, mean... <laughs> it's just a money grab, really, I guess. Because they talked about the success of this last movie as well, and that it was... Yeah. It made a billion dollars. Disney deserves more than five cents on a dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. But, I mean, for, for quite some time now, I mean, up until all the reacquisitions of stuff, um, there were pieces of Marvel that, you know, that were in different areas. And I know it's been deliberate in trying to get them kind of corralled back under one roof. But do you really think that it will ultimately impact, at least with Tom Holland being the current Spider-Man? With a, yeah. will it impact the MCU? It might. Um, you know, I mean, I still wouldn't be surprised if Disney didn't now just turn around and buy Sony. But um, <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, I've seen lots of memes like that. It's like, hey, I've done it before, you know, and they just come for, you know, the next thing. But Because, yeah, Disney uh, purchased Marvel Studios for $4 billion in 2009. Yeah. So well, and, and they bought, you know, the Fox properties. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I mean, but at the same time, I think that Sony made enough money off this, and I think that they're um, blinded by the success they had with Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which actually, I did finally see that movie this weekend. I'd not seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I was pleasantly surprised. I'd heard that it was really good. I listened to something on NPR about it, but I'd just never gotten around to watching it, and my brother still buys movies, usually like Marvel movies and stuff, and he had that in his collection, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. And I think that they, they now think, oh, we can make good movies. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, you know, oh, we'll just make, you know, and then we'll keep all billion dollars. Right. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I think it might cost us Tom Holland. And um, I don't think it'll screw up Marvel too much because, I mean, I think they, they've proven to me that they can take all kinds of characters and make them big stars. Right, right. And I think it's it's just a shame that Spider-Man won't, you know, possibly be a part of it. Yeah, that is very disheartening, especially given, like, that was kind of why this transition didn't necessarily feel so bad. Everything felt very cohesive. And, you know, so the fact that we were led to believe that, okay, Tom Holland is this, the, you know, the next big thing. And then now there's this stupid fight behind the scenes. And it's just, uh, no, I don't know. So that is certainly disappointing. I am curious to see what ultimately happens, but I know that there are still one or two movies in the pipeline for Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if there's any more coming from Marvel. No, but I think Sony had had with their deal, um, they had still had another one or two um, under Tom's Tom Holland's contract that he was still up for, you know, up to do another one or two, or, you know, signed to do another one or two. They called Spider-Man in Paris in the last one, um, Night Monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just bring Tom Holland back as Night Monkey. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that he takes on that persona or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that is kind of sad news. But, you know, again, as always, it comes down to money. I do think it's interesting, just as a whole, seeing so many of these big companies uh, buy other larger companies and basically, you know, become monopolies. And then I think it's a cycle that, you know, they, there's all this money to be had. And then they, after a while, they start to break them up again. So we shall see. So what else you got in the news? Um, so, you know, I finished watching uh, this Netflix series called You earlier yes. this week. Which is and, my current guilty pleasure, yes. Yep, and uh, that's two things in a row I've recommended for you that you have loved. Well, yeah, because I finished, what is it? We haven't spoken um, since, or at least talked on the air since you had suggested seeing um, Mindhunter. And I actually watched... Oh, three things in a row, because I told you to yes. watch um, American Hangman. That's true, yeah. So... I actually watched the first season and finished the second season before you finished. Oh, Mindhunter? Um, huh? Mindhunter? Well, yeah, yeah, Mindhunter. 
So remember when you'd said that you were done, I was like, yeah, I already finished it. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I am the queen of binging. So well, last night you were talking, you know, obviously you told me about you and I was like, okay, I'm going to start watching it. Yeah. So it's only 10 episodes for the first season and we know that season two is going to be coming out soon. And I watched six episodes last night because I left the office early. So that was my treat to myself. And then I actually took a lunch today away from my desk and watched all of the seventh episode. So my plan is to maybe finish it up tonight. I don't know. I'm in a mood. And so that will, you know, maybe be an escape or just a reminder of how crazy love and the lack thereof is. So yeah. <laughs> bringing it dark again. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Flip it around, Barry. Well, I mean, I really like the actor who played Joe in that series. Yes, Penn Bagley or whatever. Yes. Yeah, the character is is really when you think about him. Um, I mean, he's a terrible, terrible character person. But he's likable. But yeah, he's you so likable. Yeah, even, yeah. Even towards the end, there is some stuff going on with his girlfriend Beck, mm -hmm. and the whole time I'm sitting there going, you know, uh, you know. Go ahead, just get rid of Beck. Just get, kill her off so she doesn't get you in trouble. Like, <laughs> why, am I, why am I sitting here, you know, rooting for, for the, the antagonist? Horrible. Really, he's not, even, he's not even like Dexter in the sense that Dexter was killing really bad people. Right. This dude's just killing people who don't deserve to die. Well, I mean, really? yeah, he's looking at them Some under a very, very specific <laughs> microscope as it pertains to the person he happens to be in love with at that time. So, yeah, right. they could be they could be really horrible people outside of that. But, yeah, his premise for killing them is pretty yeah, – it just – you know, because – I don't want to give too much of it away. And granted that you said that this was a suggestion by one of your students, right? Yes, yes, yes. One of my students recommended it. <laughs> and so, you know, we're getting to that age now where we have to have other people tell us what, what's cool and what to watch or whatever. I've always been really into like teen type movies, 20 something, whatever. And so watching this, I of course immediately liked him, even though he's a psychopath. And, you know, and, but I mean, you know, I, I tend to be a bit masochistic in that way. So I just really, I enjoy the writing on it. I love that a lot of it is, you know, narrated and it's just you inside of his head. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's done, it's done very, very well. And so I'm looking forward to the end. I made the mistake of, I always, whenever I watch something, I will always Wikipedia it and or look on imdb because i like to know the backstory about you know how the movie was made or just more about the people and so i think i texted you and said that i believe that this next season includes someone that you just saw in once upon a time in hollywood mm -hmm. did you see that text or you just ignored it yeah i or saw it Oh, okay. So, you know, I love making those connections and that kind of stuff. But it is really, really awesome. I, I sound so stupid, but it's a great, it's a great series, especially if you're looking for a kind of a psychological thriller, but with really, really great likability. It's weird to describe, but yeah, Dexter is, comes to mind, but it's not quite as dark, even though it kind of is. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to finishing this up and seeing season two as well. Yeah, I'm curious about season. I, I wonder, I'm afraid it, it, 
like Dexter, that repeated trips to the well mm-hmm. won't be as enjoyable. Because I don't know, I mean, if it's just going to be another season of him falling in love and, and doing the same kind of thing, I don't, I don't know if I want to, you know what I mean? Well, I think that it probably will be very similar, but the hope yeah. is because as we're starting to kind of learn right now about, or, you know, I know you finished the first season, but as the Candace, Candace character has been kind of intertwined into these later episodes, which is the, right. the person before Beck. Again, I don't know what ultimately happens, but I think that it's interesting that maybe what will then happen moving into the second season is that he will hopefully have learned from whatever mistakes he made with, with Candace or even with Beck and how that plays into how he approaches anything else. Uh, but I agree with you. I could, I, I can see how that might become problematic just like with Dexter where it's basically rinse and repeat. So, yeah. um, but with Dexter, though, there were like three, four seasons. I was still thinking, you know, this is just getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the last few seasons. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate the the recommendation. It has been a really good watch. And so if anyone out there is looking for something interesting, uh, we suggest you, Y-O-U, not the letter U, and it is on Netflix. Yep. And I, I also, um, I actually binged in, in two days, finished season two of uh, another show I watched called Light as a Feather. Okay. And, uh, show that i do understand you you know when you said you hadn't heard of that i said you wouldn't like it <laughs> so don't go watch it because you would not enjoy it okay um, so what but, is what is the premise around this one uh well you know the game light as a feather yeah people play it like slumber parties and yeah stuff. light as a feather stiff as a board yeah all right well a bunch of kids play it with this girl they don't really know in season one and then shortly afterwards they start getting killed off in horrible fashion and um, turns out there's a curse related to the game. Mm-hmm. The only way you pass it on to get it off of you is to have more people play. And um, so the first season was really good. I mean, it was really good. I see the premise uh, of that is also one that's repeated throughout a lot of movies of oh, yeah. that genre. But go ahead. <laughs> and um, season two was not as good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but it kind of felt like a lot of a lot of the stuff is like, we, okay, we did this last season, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I was surprised it ends on a cliffhanger and the first one, although I, I only watched it a couple of months ago, but apparently there'd been like a, almost a two year gap in between seasons or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and which the only downside of that was they're all playing high schoolers and some of them, a couple of them now, they don't look like high schoolers. I can tell you that. Right. <laughs> but it ended on a cliffhanger and it's going to come back in October season three um so i you know i'll keep track of it um yeah i I mean i i think we're both guilty of like even when a show has gotten bad we just end up watching it till the end because we've already invested so much time into it yeah so it's it's very rare for me to just stop watching a show uh i an example of this actually is i had stopped watching orange is the new black i think in season three or four and just just didn't go back to it (laughs) <laughs> and so for me it it gets in my head though that I'm like oh I probably should have finished it because I started it and but you know I love my little app my tv time app 
So you can actually, even if you've been watching a series, you can then tell it like, you know, click on a button to say no longer watching and it won't show up in your stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, I, well, I hope that season three is better <laughs> than this season. And is it a, it's a Netflix one? It's Hulu. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, it's I don't even subscribe to that. So it's a, is it, it's a Hulu original? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I still I have no reason to get Hulu. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I watch Hulu a lot. Um, well, I mean, but you're watching a lot of your network shows that come onto it, correct? That you don't yeah. now that you no longer get because you don't have cable. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, lately I've been watching. Um, besides Light as a Feather on there, I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch. Uh, I've been watching Veronica Mars which I've always heard about. Everybody's always told me I would love it. Same here. Yeah. Is it and any good? Cause I've not started it. I think it's on one of my lists. It's I, I'm six episodes in mm-hmm. and I don't love it yet. Okay. Okay. But it is, there is something about it that is kind of creep creeping in where it's like comfortable. Okay. It's, um, I will and I say, love Kristen Bell, so I mean, you know, yeah, obviously. I will say this, the cast is amazing. Okay. Because there are so many people on it that I'm like, oh, wow, they're like a star. Why yeah. are they on the And I'm like, oh, I guess they want a star then. Right, right. Because besides Kristen Bell, like um, Amanda Seedfried, Se- is that yep. how you say mm-hmm. She's on this. Um, there, I mean, there's several other characters. Uh, have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? Yes, I have seen it. <laughs> All right, you know the the main. The, I think the, you made me see it at some the, point. The, like, leader of the aliens. Yeah. The one who, he he talks, you know, in a kind of high voice. That guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He played um, Veronica's dad. Okay. Um, and I mean, there's so many. Almost everybody on the show. I'm like, oh, I know him. I know that that girl, right? <laughs> and I guess they all just started there, you know. Um, yeah, because it started back in 2004, um, yeah. and then it ended its original run. Because, like, even apparently I'm seeing that Tessa Thompson, which is who is now becoming more famous, um, yes. is in there. And she, of course, was uh, Valkyrie in the Avengers movie, and she was also in Men in Black International. I think she's been in some other stuff. Is, in, is she also in the upcoming Charlie's Angel? Or is that somebody else? I don't know. I don't think she is. But yeah, she's she's been around. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I completely understand that. And yeah, Amanda Seyfried is was or is in it because I mean they took the break, right? So I mean they stopped the show ended, and yeah, then three seasons, and then they just did a fourth. Okay. Because yeah, I know that a lot of that was because of the fans that wanted this to happen, and finally they were able to make to you know have it happen. So I know what is it, Alyssa Hannigan apparently was is in that series as well, and Kristen Ritter, which you know if you're into, um, why did my brain just Jessica Jones? Um, you'll of course recognize her from there. She was also in Breaking Bad. Kristen, Kristen Ritter, that's where I first saw her, was actually in, in Breaking Bad. So, so yeah. Well, tell me how you ultimately feel once you've finished the first season. I'm not usually all that great on, you know, having to wait six or more episodes in before I, you know, it grows on me. But if, because it's like, if I've watched six episodes, I'm just going to watch it. So, yeah. 
Well, I haven't hated it, but I'm not <laughs> loving it either. Okay. And part of it is, you know, the the whole premise of the show, it's basically Nancy Drew only. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels very 90s. I know it wasn't in the 90s, but it feels very 90s. Well, it was 2004, so I mean, it was still in that area, so. Music, the clothes, the hair. Mm-hmm. Very 90s. Um, but, and, and Kristen Bell, sometimes, I mean, there's some parts of that show where I'm like, God, she is so sexy. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, there is something really weird about that person. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes she's gorgeous. Sometimes she's not. And I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if I'm attracted to her or not. Um, regardless, okay. she doesn't feel like a, a high school person. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I think, especially, especially now that I'm around high schoolers every day, that like takes me out of it a lot more. It's well, like, yeah, obviously, because I mean, even college. back when we were younger, the, how they depict high schoolers were way older than actual high schoolers. So, um, so yeah, well, it does have on IMDb. It has an eight point three out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes has ninety two percent, and TV.com is nine out of ten. So, oh yeah, I mean, the, my, everybody I've ever known who watched it tells me it's one of the greatest series of all time. Yeah. And, and, and I did post a few weeks ago on Facebook. I said, you know, I haven't loved it yet. And everybody's like, oh, you just need to stay with it. You know, by the end of the first season, you'll be hooked. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, well, I mean, I do. Well, I mean, of course, I love Kristen Bell. But I do watch her in The Good Place, which I've really enjoyed. And I know this coming season, I think, is the last, um, which would be like season four or something. Because every year it always felt like, you know, are they going to cancel it or not? And it, it I think you would... It, you haven't seen it, right? The Good no. Place. No. So it has her and Ted Danson in it. It's I have really, really enjoyed it. It is, yeah. It's about to finish up. It's I think the fourth season, which is like I said, the final season. And yeah, it's it's one of those that at first I was like, huh. And but it qu- it quickly grew on me. So like within the second or third episode, I was like, yeah, this is really good. And I just binged it. So I would suggest that in terms of you know if you're looking for kind of a comedy that's also um, just a little out there because you know it's about the afterlife and all that stuff. Um, Ted Danson's character plays the architect of one of the the basically the hell scenarios and hell isn't what you think it is. And it's, yeah, it's, I think it's been pretty cool. So if you ever need something else to watch um, that I would suggest that. I was thinking place. about trying to watch elementary because I never have. And I, I like- watched the first six seasons. I, it's one of the one, the shows I track. And I think when I moved and all this other stuff, I kind of stopped. And so I was debating whether or not picking it back up. Cause I know, I think is, didn't they just do their last season or they're about to do the last season? I don't know. And what it was, that? it was really good. I mean, I think Johnny Lee Miller, who used to be married to um, Angelina Jolie, uh, he does a great job in it. Lucy Liu is cool in it, uh, but he, you know, he really makes the show. So uh, yeah, I, I think you should watch it. It is, it is very good. It's definitely not the same as like watching Cumberbath, Apache, ugh, Cumberbath and um, what's his name? Martin Freeman. Yes. Thank you. It's not the same. I mean, I think every one of the Sherlock Holmes type 
shows do kind of differ in their own way but it is it is really cool because like in this one i think sherlock is also like a recovering drug addict kind of thing um which you know i know lends itself to the the original but you know he's in new york and blah 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 so there's you know enough differences to make it feel like definitely a different flavor of sherlock the only thing that's kind of made me hesitant is the fact that it is so many seasons (laughs) <laughs> I'm worried that, you know, if I start it, it's like I'm going to feel compelled to, like, continue. And then I'm like, do I really want to watch, you know, 200 episodes of something? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I paused in this one. I have the intention of going back and, and you know, finishing out since I know that I didn't, you know, didn't stop theoretically too long ago. I think I stopped, like, two years ago. But there was a period there where they – this, one of the seasons was kind of off or weird or like they'd taken a break or something, but it, it is good. I, I will say that it, it is one that I did enjoy. So definitely. Yeah. If you have the chance or if you're looking for something, tr- you know, try it out. I think you'd like yeah, it. I'm thinking maybe I'll try it with, if I keep going with Veronica Mars and I finish it. Yeah. then maybe I'll do it because okay. I already have Brooklyn, Brooklyn nine, nine, which is also like, like eight, nine seasons or something. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to be like feeling like I've got all this stuff I have to be watching, you know? Well, that's why you just use the app that I keep telling you about and you mark when you see a a show, you just check off that episode and then you get back to it when you get back to it. So I never feel like I'm overwhelmed. Um, I, and that I actually have like choices. So again, the, the app is TV time, it's free. And they also have like their own like discussions and stuff like that within them. And they give you badges. I've never really understood the purposes of like, you know, when you get badges and that kind of stuff, it's like, whatever. But um it lets you rate it yourself and how you felt about the episode. It also asks you how you watched it. So if you watched it on mobile versus television, that kind of thing. Um, And they also have a premium version, but I've never seen the point to doing the the premium because it's not like there's ads or anything in it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So I did want to circle back. I know that we're kind of running out of time here. So I'm going to jump to the, Let's see which one of the two that I still had on the list that I want to actually talk about. I'll go with the NFL players bail out a detained immigrant. I don't know if you saw this article. Um, I don't know anything about it. So the issue. So here's the thing. This this individual spoke out publicly. Um, this he you know again is an illegal illegal immigrant and spoke out publicly in a a forum type setting about um, against the Trump administration. Now I mean again I'm all about you being against the Trump administration. <laughs> However, um, I so I say I'm sympathetic to the issue that you know just the whole immigration issue as a, as a whole for the United States and how it is that we try to fix the issue and realizing there's no real resolve to it and that there's no, there's no perfect system. Um, so I'm sympathetic to the issue, but what, what do you expect when you as an undocumented immigrant publicly criticize the sitting president? You know, so these NFL players were, you know, so outraged that they helped, to raise his bail money. Uh-huh. But I'm like, it, <laughs> I, I don't know. I also in the article. So the, the gentleman is a 20, 
22-year-old farm worker in California. He read in that open forum a, a poem titled Dear American, um, which included um, lines that said, our administration has failed. Uh, the, the past laws against our, they passed laws against our people, took away our rights and our freedoms and still uh, expect, they expect to be hailed. And I was like, okay, you're gonna have to back that up some. Because while I think that there's basic, you know, basic human rights that should be extended to everyone. Right. When someone who is so blatantly not a, you know, not a citizen, maybe not even on the pathway to citizenship. And granted, I know it's not always easy. Um, I come from a family from, um, you know, uh, of Jamaicans. And for those who chose to come here, they, you know, went through the pathway to citizenship. But I, I get a little annoyed when, when they say, yeah, this is our people and our, and it's like, yeah, but see, you didn't come here legally. And I know that there's cases of like, you know, when they're seeking asylum or whatever, but if you're, if you're an undocumented immigrant, why would you call that much attention to yourself knowing that you are here illegally? Usually, yeah. isn't it like, you know, you want to kind of duck and cover and go about your own way versus going out there to say, oh, well, America is treating us like crap. It's like, well, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for you, but I don't. You know. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say. I mean, that's kind of strange. I mean, I, I almost wonder if he already thought he was going to get caught, and maybe he thought by making it so public <laughs> that you know he would be like too big to be. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like uh, too big to fail, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know because otherwise it does seem strange why you would do that because i mean i know that people come here i mean it's the american dream everyone comes here even though you know the american dream is much different in reality than what you hope it will be but it it, it is it was just frustrating for me to yeah. hear him say you know our people and it's like i have no issue with people coming here illegally i i don't you know, I'm like, I know that there's a pathway to, 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 um, to becoming a citizen. And I know that it can be hard. Cause again, my, my mother and father were born in Jamaica. They had to, they ultimately became U S citizens, but, and I know that also the system is broken. However, I would not be the one wearing a target sign on me <laughs> to say I'm an illegal immigrant and you're taking away our rights. It's like, yeah, that's our constitution, not yeah. yours. <laughs> um, but I, I preface it by saying again that I don't, you know, I do think that we should not be inhuman, you know, inhumane about it. You know, we don't need to be putting people in cages and that kind of stuff or whatever. I just, right. you know, I wish that the immigration system was maybe easier <laughs> much like the tax code that maybe was just easier to understand or um just more attainable for individuals um but yeah i was just kind of thrown off by by that that article um because i think yeah. 
the ACLU or something was talking about, you know, it's the um, whatever amendment rights. And I'm like, again, you're not a citizen. Why are you referring to a document that speaks to those who are citizens of the United States, right. you know? So, so how, how many NFL players got together for this? I think there were maybe two or so that came, yeah, two um, that they listed, um, Josh Norman and Demario Davis. Um, they had, um, they, they, they're of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Okay. And well, one is the New Orleans Saints and the other is on the Washington Redskins. So, and I mean, again, I, I get that they want to help out because it was, um, he got help with a $50,000 bond because he was in, I think that they had held him in prison for like three months or something. And the ACLU was, you know, challenging on the arrest on First Amendment grounds. And I'm like, oh, geez, you know, unless I just don't understand it myself, but I'm like, I thought that this really only pertained to citizens of the United right. States. So... So yeah, um, you know, I don't, again, don't hate Im immigrants. My parents were immigrants. Everyone that, you know, who've come here from my family was to seek a better life kind of thing. But I think that there are certainly better ways of handling it. I got you. So. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that, though. I'll have to go and read up on it. Yeah, well, you have the link to it in my, in my notes. So yeah, I see that you, you include your links. I don't buy Yes, yeah, because I'm a, a nerd and like to be able to go back to the, the stuff that I'm referring to. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'd be if people saw what our, our outline looks like, they'd be like, um, what's wrong with this person? <laughs> it's yeah. very neat and very structured. So I love but structure. I, but and, and see, I've been like trying to lead into your discussions yes i appreciate that i saw that even though i this week was better at filling it out that by the time we went to record the show you had already filled out your stuff so um before we go mm -hmm. I, I actually did listen <clears throat> to uh, our last episode what really and actually i was surprised when it started playing because i'd forgotten that we had a theme song Oh jeez! And so the, you we have know, an the intro part, and an outro. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> part where we talk, and then it like starts playing the music. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a song. Um, <laughs> so it was funny though because today I walked into a meeting, and um, I don't know. I said hey to somebody or something, mm -hmm. and uh, the the other teacher in there, he said, you know, Mr. Reese, he says, have you ever done anything in radio? And I said, um, yeah, I used to DJ when I was in college mm -hmm. so, okay he says you've got you've got a voice for radio mm -hmm. and um, somebody else in there says yeah he sure does blah, blah blah and I've had people tell me that before and I never understand it because I listened to that last episode right right and I don't know who the hell was doing my part right? <laughs> but anytime I ever hear a recording of my voice yeah like, that is not at all what I sound like I feel that way too. And I mean, I will agree with the you people. You sound just like you. Well, <laughs> shut up. I agree with you people saying that like you definitely have the voice for radio. And I think though that when I listen back to myself, I feel like the lesser of, so, you know, it's definitely 
with Barry and LaToya, like little LaToya. Uh, so I, I do think that you are better suited to, to this kind of thing. I, I hoped I in the past that, that I would have been better at this. <laughs> I don't get that though, because if, if I actually had the voice that I hear right now that I'm saying, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, sure. I could see, I could hear me on the radio. But the voice that of that person you recorded, <laughs> back. <laughs> right? That voice is really annoying. I wouldn't put that voice on the radio. Uh, that voice was like, I don't know what that was. Unpleasant. <laughs> you know, so. Well, no, I mean, but I think too. So I agree. Again, I agree that you have a voice for radio. And I think what's. For it too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that what also lends itself very well is the fact that you don't necessarily have like a southern accent. That it's, right. you know, yeah. And I mean, I know in my case, that's deliberate. And I blame it on my parents or more specifically, my mother who made me stop speaking Jamaican Patois because it was better for us to speak proper English. Um, but yeah, I, I I did think about that recently, that we, neither of us have the, you know, oh, well, we're definitely from Georgia kind of thing. You know, we'll slip in and out of it, depending on what we're talking about. But I appreciate the fact that we don't, uh, we don't sound fully, or any, you know, that we belong to any specific region of the U.S. How about that? <laughs> yeah, because <clears throat> there are times I will hear that Southern twang in my voice. Mm -hmm. um, Matter of fact, when I was listening to me on the recording, several times I was like, ooh, that sounded, that sounded like a dick, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But, which I don't hear that when I'm normally just speaking. And uh, so I, I, I found it a very disturbing experience, and I shall not do it again. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awful. Didn't enjoy I, it at all. I, again, I listen back to every episode. And I try to ignore the fact that, you know, I don't really want to hear myself talking. However, I will take the opportunity to, to make note of the things that I should maybe be more conscientious of when we do our next recording. But no, I think you're fine. You know, I'd much rather listen to you on the podcast than to me. So, <laughs> Well, that's, that's two of us. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you, what? What? <laughs> I said that's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so have you decided yet if you're going to pick back up doing another podcast? Although now that you have another job, I don't know when you'd fit it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, although it's only like, you know, one one day a month. Still. <laughs> so it's not that bad. Because um, you said you didn't necessarily feel like doing the Shadow Fan again, which I do like the theme music to that show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and found, yeah, yeah, all kinds. I actually had several clips from the old show that I would intersperse in there. Yeah, um, I, liked, I liked that. Yeah, I've been thinking, still thinking. I, I think it'll be some very obscure comic book thing mm -hmm. that no one else would possibly want to listen to. Um, <laughs> no, it's it was, just that you're very niche, that's all. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is I listen to several of those podcasts mm -hmm. because I mean, the more obscure it is, you know, sometimes it's more entertaining, you know, because right. I mean, I can listen to somebody talk about Spider-Man, you know, anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. But to find somebody who's like that passionate about the Bronze Age defenders is like, yeah, yeah see, right, let's do this. You just lost me. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. So, let's do this. 
so yeah, I've, I've been thinking about, you know, something to do. Um, and th I have several ideas. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think about just doing like a series of obscure things where it's like, okay, for the next, you know, 30 weeks, we're going to go through this one series. Then when it's over, we're going to move on to another obscure thing, you know? Oh, okay. Um, okay. I thought about doing that, but then it's like, you know, that's, that's, how am I going to tie all that together? What would I call it? You know, that would imply what it is I'm going to do, you know? Well, yeah, especially if they're essentially very distinctly different. Like if you're going through a ser one series and you move to another, wouldn't right. that then be a separate broadcast or yes. a completely different podcast? And then you'd have to worry about keeping the other ones active and paying for the additional <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, no, no, I know you were complaining over no. just even keeping the Shadow Fan one active or making it active again. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it'd be one show. So. <laughs> well, I will say that I think I, I would hope that if nothing else, when you decide to maybe move those episodes into the cloud, the ones that are no that you recorded and you can no longer find, we can always park them somewhere um, that doesn't necessarily require it to have uh, a RSS feed or something like that. But talking about the Shadow Fan episodes, because mm -hmm. you, I mean, yeah, you can't reach them anymore. So, well, they're on they're on uh, T'Challa's laptop. Right, that's what I'm saying. You need to move it to the cloud so we can actually make it so that it's available to others, even though you're not going to pay for it to be like, you know, a subscription for it. There are still ways to make it available online without having to pay a, a subscription for it. Especially since, I mean, I think given probably the plan that you're on, even on your WordPress, you can, you can actually add audio and it not be an issue. Especially since it's theoretically not going to be you know sucking up a whole bunch of bandwidth right people hitting it then yeah you just park it and you have it there and people can access it if they want hmm. so. well, I, mean, I do have that one person what hang on you're breaking up are you playing with the mic i didn't mess with my mic no it sounds like it because now i can't even really hear you i'm right here okay but you sound a lot like more quiet all I did was I had my phone charging in the laptop. I unplugged that. Okay. You sound further away, but fine. Whatever. I think that's just the cue to say, okay, we've been talking too long. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, if I think of what I'm going to do for my podcast, I will let you know. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, I mean, you, again, you have so much material. I am so boring and I have nothing to talk about that where I would feel like, oh, you know, I'm like the expert on, or I have this really great original voice around something. No. So well, I, I did think about having you as a co-host on something like that. So kind of like, what is it? Um, what's his name? Ugh. Oh my gosh. Private parts. Um, oh yeah. You're talking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was her name Robin? Yeah. I would be your Robin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. You just want people. someone to keep you company. <laughs> um, but no, what I thought it would be interesting is that I would make you read these things. Okay, see, that's right. where you know you're in the wrong, because you know I don't, I don't take to being required to read but stuff. The cool thing would be, of course, that I would be, you know, I could talk knowledgeably about it, right? And mm -hmm. then we would also have the perspective of someone who is new. Because <laughs> right? a lot of this stuff I, I love for purposes of nostalgia. Right. right. It's like, oh, yeah, I read this when I was growing up, 
And so maybe I'm blind to some of its flaws, right? Mm -hmm. You could read it and go, this didn't make a damn lick of sense. Well, okay, so I could I could see that if you were doing comic books. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so yeah, if you're doing comic books, then if you shared with me, you know, the comic itself, right, and that kind of thing, then yeah, sure, I wouldn't mind doing that because yeah, comics are generally not a very long read, so not generally, and there's a lot of pictures. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Alrighty, so I think we've we've certainly gone over our our hour. What it seems like it's always an hour and like twelve minutes or eighteen minutes yeah, or something. Why I want to start the show at five thirty. Yeah, I can't do five thirty. I'm in a meeting at five thirty that generally doesn't end until like six or so, and I need to breathe after that. And show that has been running for what almost almost a full eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you tell them we need to bump up the meeting to four thirty, <laughs> no, because even if I do that now, you still have a day out of the month where you're going to be like, "Oh no, I'm too busy for you. I've got to go teach or whatever." That's true. That's true. I've got to go teach more people to introduce you. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. My mood is right. a little bit better as long as I don't think about how horrible my life really is, and. Um, so until next time, this is LaToya. This is Barry. Peace out. Bye.